Divine One. Thank you for joining me on another solo episode today. Wow, today's episode has a lot of energy and I have had to actively ground and anchor myself in order to channel and share this message because today's message and share is so multi-layered and the frequency is intense and that is for a number of different reasons. So get comfortable and let's journey through this together. Now, before I get started, I will say with full disclosure that if you aren't keen on listening and learning about the spiritual side of things, maybe you want to give this one a miss. I'm going to leave that to, to you to decide, but we will be going deep into that today. And there are some out there things to share, but nevertheless, I'm excited for that. So this is your chance to jump off. Otherwise, let's keep going. For those of you who've been following my journey, not just on this podcast, but on my socials as well, you would already know that I feel very strongly about diving deeper into who you are and getting curious on what else we're not seeing about ourselves and being okay to adjust your life accordingly. I, I've said many times you've got to be willing to surrender your identity at any time in order for the embodiment of your truth right? You need to be willing to burn everything down to a crisp at any time. And as a result of that philosophy over the years, I've reinvented myself more times than I can count. And I'm sure um, uh, some of my family members would probably be driven crazy by that. But I used to feel really ashamed of that reinvention because I interpreted it as a failure. And I spent a lot of time paying attention to the judgment that I wasn't just sticking to one thing. You know, like, why can't you just be settled was like something I would say to myself, which was actually a projection and a rejection of other people's own insecurities and my own about change. Nevertheless, that never stopped me, right? And it never stopped me changing because deep down I understood what was being asked of me by my higher self. And I understood that um, really when I had my spiritual awakening really early on in the piece. So even when it didn't make sense to anyone else for these changes to happen, I just knew I had to and I couldn't explain it. When I left my uh, very successful corporate job to start a kinesiology business and move to Melbourne, it didn't make sense to anyone else, but it made sense to me. When I wanted to uh, close down the business after eight and a half years and step back into marketing, no one understood what I was doing, but I just knew that I had to. Then I started my own business and, and round and round and round we've gone. But it was earlier this year in August that I podcasted about the death and rebirth cycle. And if you um, haven't listened to it, I suggest you do. It's a really great episode. But I was describing in that podcast how I was bringing all the elements of what I do together professionally and intuitively. And I really believe then, um, as, um, as naive as it was, that I had finished that cycle, right, that I had found how to bring everything all together. But as you're going to find out today, that was very far from the case. So let's start with one of the layers. One of the layers goes like this. Recently, I had a healing and I set some specific intentions about what I wanted to release and let go of. 
and more importantly, what I wanted to allow in. Now, there was a major womb clearing that happened and what came to light and what I didn't understand was that energetically, people were tapping into my magic and using it to fuel themselves in a number of different ways. From a business perspective, some were profiting from my genius without fair exchange or by claiming and adapting my knowledge as their own for gain and others energizing themselves energetically. Vampirism and entities loved the portal access I had available all of these years. Now, I had no idea this was happening, but it makes sense and it fits a theme of frustration I've had for a long time. And I actually can't even place when I wasn't in that frustration. When I look back, like when would that have started? I actually don't remember a time where I wasn't frustrated about this. And interestingly enough, I kept attracting situations that mimic this over and over and over again, even with the boundaries tightening every time it would still happen. I have more than a handful of specific examples this year alone that would leave you gobsmacked. But what happened after the healing is really where it starts to get juicy. So stay with me. Within half an hour of that healing session, I felt like someone had pulled all the curtains back and turned the lights on. I felt excited because I felt a significant shift in my ability to see. So like my third eye felt like it had expanded to a whole new level. And then boom, all the truths presented. I wanted to see the truth and fuck me, did I? Every single person who had taken from me and those who were still doing so presented themselves to me. All the areas were covered from colleagues to clients to ex-partners, even to healers I'd work with. There they were and the fire in me ignited so severely, <laughs> I knew it was time to deal with this once and for all. So I was going to take a number of different steps and the first one was that I needed to energetically shut down any and all portals that were still open. Now, whilst the womb healing had occurred and that access was closed, there were at least nine other open areas of access. And I've been working over the last month or so, I've been working very closely with my dragon guides and they came in and burned every energetic cord to a crisp. Obviously, I was doing this in a visualization, not physically. And the anger inside me burst out in a fury to the people I could see. And even those I couldn't, I yelled and commanded that they stop. I said a very specific intention that anyone who attempted to take from me without my permission would suffer the consequences and they would be severe. I felt my whole body shake, letting all of that energy pass through me. And I felt every single one dissolve out of my sight. And then I did some more energetic sealing. And part of that was sharing this guided message. And you might have seen it last Friday when I was asked to share it. And it was the, it's the post with the, the lady with the dragon and the fire. And so this was the message. As intuitives, healers, and even entrepreneurs, we have the gift and ability to see others' magnificence. It's a blessing to see it, but it also comes with a challenge that you might not have understood or considered till now. 
because you can see the magnitude of others' capabilities and their gifts, there can be components of old shadow programs that encourage you to, and this is in inverted commas, adapt and personify this as your own. It happens because you see their potential, but it's not meant for you. This tends to happen for healers in particular before, during, and even after a session with a client. You don't consciously understand that some of those genius ideas are not messages for you. You're channeling in that guidance, but your ego may want to take it on as your own. In these instances, you're forgetting your own magic and you're creating unnecessary karmic debt by adapting this as your own. Be mindful of the excitement. Be mindful of what is really yours and trust that you and your unique gifts are enough. Let's be mindful not to abandon ourselves for something outside ourselves that looks pretty and shiny and what seems easy. It makes sense you want to try different styles on, but the only way forward, the only way for forward progression is you being you. Every time you take or reach for something outside of you, you will hit a standstill. Success will not come like this, and energetically, there is a block. Give yourself permission to be you. That's what you deserve, and that is what you're entitled to. It's your birthright. Find your success within your own magic. Now, that was pretty intense and I, I it, it channeled out of me in about a minute, right? Uh, so I knew I'd just burst out, it had to go. But that was an openly energetic boundary and intention that I put in place. And today's podcast is a second reinforcement of that. What happened next though, was once that was dealt with, I calmed down and I was able to return to joy, thankfully. Now for the next layer, because everything is connected. So before this all happened, something major happened, right? So many major things. This year, like most of us, it's been a challenging one. And um, I wasn't sure I was ever really going to share this openly, but it, it makes sense for me too, but you'll understand why in a minute. So I've had some not so fun health issues most of this year. And only four weeks ago, I nearly died. That's not an exaggeration. That is facts. Uh, I was on a Zoom call and I passed out. And I woke up on the floor wondering what the hell had happened to me. And luckily, my little angel and dear friend Amy was on that call and she called an ambulance. Now, I didn't realize over the course of the year I had become anemic, so much so that I ended up needing a double blood transfusion. If I had lost any more blood, that would have been it. And if I hadn't passed out, there is no way I would have taken myself to the hospital. But clearly it wasn't my time to go. And I had a feeling that going to the hospital was a choice I was making to keep living, which was weird, but it'll make more sense in a minute. While I was at the hospital with plenty of time up my sleeve getting uh, the transfusion, curiosity took over and I felt a call to look up what the emotional cause for anemia was. And this comes back to uh, my kinesiology background. Every um, every uh, physical outcome is genuine, generally caused by an emotional um, 
feeling that we have. So I wanted to understand what was causing this, what was the emotional cause for anemia? So I um, looked up uh, Louise Hay. Um, I don't know if you've, if you've never uh, read any of her stuff. She's got a wonderful book called Heal Your Life. And you can look up any uh, ailment um, or disease that you might have, and it tells you the emotional cause. So uh, I'll read to you what it says about anemia. Anemia, yes, but attitude, lack of joy, fear of life, not feeling good enough. I was like, hmm, I think that's interesting. Okay, well, the extreme blood clotting caused the anemia. So let's look that up. And it said, closing down the flow of joy. Hmm. Looks like there's a bit of a theme here. Okay. All right. Well, the blood clots were caused by the fibroid that I've got. So uh, let's have a look at what that says. Okay. So then the fibroid says, nursing a hurt from a partner, a blow to the feminine ego. And then boom, it hit me. That fibroid was in my womb causing the chaos. And and it arrived after I had four miscarriages and I found out my ex-husband cheated on me. That's when it started. It, that fibroid, which I knew, were, had been in there from that time. So I got a pen and paper and I decided to map it all out. I love being curious about how things are connected. So I realised that relationship, that experience was hurtful beyond words. During those miscarriages, part of me closed down and I knew it then and I recognised I did it. His emotional abuse towards me, what I allowed in that relationship was a major blow to my feminine ego. Not being able to have a child was a blow to my feminine ego. So I energetically abandoned the ship, if you will. So I was still here in body and mind, but no longer available for anything that would be too much of a risk, not allowing hurt in, but not allowing love and joy in. So it was confronting to face, I have to say, and it was confronting to have to take responsibility for the fact that I created this. It was me. I couldn't blame this on anyone else. And even during the year, the doctors I saw, the ones I called in who were uh, you know, uh, who seemingly were doing their best were completely and totally freaking negligent. But I chose that experience too, as it fit the story and it fit the story I was playing out. I'd opted out of life and joy, but going to the hospital that day, allowing myself to be cared for, seeing the truth about my poor parents' heartbreak and pain and looking in their eyes and seeing how worried they were, the friends who were stressed out to the razoo about me, especially poor Amy, who, who saw my eyes roll, roll back and I let, you know, saw me fall, fall off the chair, put it all back into perspective. There was a lot to live for and <laughs> wouldn't you know it, it was a minute before I hit the jackpot. So with fresh blood in my system and a plan to resolve the health shenanigans that had occurred, I was able to return to work and get back into it. So with all of that in mind, let's uh, go back to where we were after the womb clearing and the portal shutting, right? So we're just um, cycling back now. 
something else unlocked for me that day, other than the fire and closing down everyone's access, I was able to see the karmic and shadow aspects of all things, especially those who own businesses. It was eye-opening to say the least. And right away, I had the opportunity to work with a client and shared what I saw about her business. I felt and noticed the foundation wasn't solid. I was able to see dark energy in one of her Facebook groups, entities that had attached there. And when she went to have a look, she came back and she told me there were some uh, videos and some posts in there that were completely inappropriate. I saw the energetic imbalance that occurred from her past experiences and described the impact of deprivation energy and asked her to recommit to her business and her clients. Then another client came forward and the same thing again. So I realized this was a new way of working and I felt the change. But in that change, it meant that I couldn't go back to the old way. It didn't exist and I did try try, because there's a comfort there, right? Now, for some reason, and I don't know about you, but I don't believe in coincidences, I felt called to look through an old file on my laptop and it was titled Ideas. And there were a ton of different bullet points in there, but as I scrolled down, I noticed I had written an intention and this is what it said. I choose to be happy now. It would look powerful and real. I would be relaxed and ready to accept what was put in front of me and I would intuitively be following the guidance given to me. I would be balanced, so I would pause before reacting. There would be no rush to respond. I would take a breath, shift myself into a state of acceptance and gratitude when things felt challenging. I would spend time planning and focusing on what was possible, which is everything that matches what my heart wants. I would trust and know that I was safe, that I was capable, and that the more fun I have, the better things get. Being happy and showing others love is what would make me attractive, successful, and intriguing beyond my wildest dreams. I would give love unconditionally, even when I felt disappointed and hurt. I would love and be grateful for the gift to strengthen, for the opportunity to step closer into my power. I would take my time, not rush. I would savor the small things, the moments as they happen. It would be easier to remember nothing ever stays the same. I would nurture my body. I'd be gentle with it. I would give myself time to move through the cycles as they happen, stretching, exercising, jumping, meditating, and journaling. I would embody the energy of my royal lineage and others would feel this and others would reflect this back because they would know and feel that as truth. I would be gentle in my tone to others. I would be gentle with them and it was and when it was called for and I would be compassionate. Things would shift into one where there were no limitations, just opportunities and joy. I would know when to take action and when to wait. I would no longer operate from lack or desperation, just knowing that I am worthy beyond, that I am so special, that my place on this earth is valuable and the greater I shine my light, the more that I allow myself to succeed, the more I help others. I would be level-headed and spirited about the business. I would bring an energy that fuels and propels the business to reach those that really want the help. I would attract people who want the help and people who value what I do. I would continue to work from integrity, to hold others accountable to integrity along with myself. 
I would remember that I'm equal to others and them to me. I would remember that there is no hierarchy and there never was and there is no less than, just opportunity and the gift of seeing what's possible. I would continue to choose to be a light worker by showcasing others what's possible by being a living example. I would invest my time in self-care, thoughtful strategic planning and execution. I would take big action steps rather than small ones and I would spend time learning and researching. I would use my creativity to fuel more abundance and do things for me, just for me. I choose to be the empress and the high priestess now. I make the choice to step into this as my birthright. I no longer need to apologize for my success or for my joy. I choose to lead by being the most happy and abundant I could possibly be. And I will share the how with others if they choose to follow. I choose to share my gift with the world and I allow the blessings to come forth now to help me on my way. And so be it. I wrote that four years ago. Four years ago, I asked for that assistance. I asked the universe to help me open up to the greatest version of myself, to open up to the greatest amount of joy I have ever known, and it has come to fruition. That is my jackpot. Nothing is by chance, and our words are so powerful. We have uh, recently astrologically closed down a four-year cycle, but I, I never remembered writing this. Now I understood and now I understand that the cycle is closed for real. So <laughs> where does that leave things now, right? Good question. Like any transformation, I understand that changes needed to be made and they do still need to be made. So I... Uh, automatically knew in that moment that it was time for me to bring this new work, this new way of working in. So I decided to update my website. Turns out that when I was closing all the portals, my website went down. According to the experts, the back end was compromised. They don't understand why it happened, but I managed to get it back up, but I literally can't get into the back end. It exists right? It's, it's up and, and you can, you know, access all the pages, but it's only superficial. The back end, there is nothing. So imagine what would have been attached to it if it got to this, right? All right, ill. So a new website is being built, right? Because I can't access the other one. So with uh, this new, vibrant, joyful energy, a new website is being built and it's what I'm working on at the moment. So uh, it's kind of in the physical, it's, it's kind of still two worlds out there. But did I have a freak out? Absolutely, because I like to have everything in order. I like everything to be in its place. But isn't it a really good way for me to prep ahead of time? Because when I work with clients, I can support them in making sure they are backing up all of their stuff before we start doing some work together. Because imagine if we started working together and I uh, work with them on an energetic level so intensely that this happened, I don't think they'd be very happy, do you? No, especially big corporates. So uh, the energy is very powerful, obviously. So it's a really uh, good lesson for me. Um 
to learn this early on and uh, and I'm grateful for that. So we're getting a new website, but I've also updated all my socials and this is what I mean about the two worlds. So the website doesn't look the same as what's happening on the socials, but that's okay. But I was talking to one of my friends and she reminded me that none of this is about changing who I am. It's just creating a better representation of who I am and what I do because the work is actually the same. It's just that I wasn't allowing people to see the spiritual aspects of it, not understanding why it is the way that it is. So now to rep my, represent myself in all that I am with everything that I've learned and all of these changes, it reads business energetics, which is what it is, which is what I've been doing all this time, harmonizing your business's consciousness and bringing the magic to your strategic action. Now, as you know, I've been working with clients on strategy, so that part isn't new, and I've been tapping into spirit and their higher selves to bring the strategic action, so that is definitely not new. The business consciousness side is new, though, and that is something that I'll share more about uh, in my next solo podcast because that's a topic all in, in and of itself. But for now, this was a guided message that, has come through and I want to say it to you, right? So I really want you to just sit and try and take this in. I want you to close your eyes and just feel into your heart space and just allow yourself to receive this message. How are you dulling your fire? Where have you closed yourself off from joy? Your unique expression has been hidden for too long. Do you even know what it is? It is time for you to listen to the stirrings in your heart and to write your own intention and let it come to life. Nourish yourself with a new vision. Don't be afraid to face the resistance. And they're saying you are safe and strong enough to deal with it now. They want you to create a new fire that will burn brighter than you could ever imagine. And that's what you deserve. And so with that, I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast today and for hearing my story and for seeing the truth of who I am and for being with me, uh, not just today, but always. Until next time, so much love to you, Marianne.